This is The Dirty on 30, a podcast that spills the tea on everything 30s. Join your hosts, Melissa and Anna, as they dish on life, relationships, and whatever else they can think of. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Dirty on 30. My name is Anna. And my name is Melissa. And today we are going to be talking about stress and mental health, which is something that both of us have been dealing with recently and forever, actually. I mean, forever Me. in like I don't know, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Half my life. Half easy. My li- easy, <laughs> because I'm 32 and I started at 16. So yes. Right. So that's when my whole journey started with mental health. Yeah. So... Why have you been stressed? So as everybody knows, I am currently house hunting and it is not particularly going well. I mean, it's going fine. It's going exactly how I expected it to because it is a seller's market and everybody I know says it's going to take time. And I went into it understanding that it was going to take time. But even with all of that understanding and everything, it just is stressful. It stresses me out. I spend all day long refreshing houses on Zillow because they sell so fast that if you don't see them the day they post, you might miss miss them. I spend, then once I see the house, I spend days putting like emotional thought into what am I going to do at this house? Can I afford to buy it? What offer can I do? I put in my offer and then I stress about Are they going to accept it? If they do accept it, can I afford it? Do I have the closing costs, then the down payment? If they don't accept it, why didn't they accept it? Like, could I have done better Mm -hmm. kinds of things? And it's just stressful. And I knew it was going to be stressful, and I understand it's stressful. But like Anna said, we both have a history of dealing with stress. I'm going to say at least on my part, I deal with stress poorly. I do too. I always have. Yes. I started out... Probably when I first started realizing that I had issues with stress was my junior year in high school Mm -hmm. um, when I was taking AP tests, actually. I was really stressed out about how I was going to do on the exams. I actually made myself physically sick in the middle of the AP biology test, and I left it an hour early. Oh, my god! And, like, I basically, like, puked in between the biology test and the nurse's office, and I was sick for, like, three days after that. Like, I physically made myself ill. And the first time I, because it was the first time, I didn't at the time realize per se that it was stress sickness. I thought I just happened to be both stressed and sick at the same time. Yeah. But I continued to make myself physically ill from stress several times in college. So it is definitely at this point a... Oh, for sure. A uh, pattern. Yeah. I have done that too, where I'm so stressed I do make myself sick. Yes, absolutely. So... I'm going to say that in general, I don't deal with stress well, and I realize it, and I'm trying to be very proactive about handling it now with the house hunting before anything goes too bad. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to bring up the idea of stress, taking care of your mental health, and talk a little bit about our mental health stories in this episode. Yeah. So for me, the real mental health story started in college... I was in my second year, and I was very stressed, and I basically flunked out of an entire semester because I got stressed and things weren't going perfectly. I missed a class. I missed a lecture. 
it was like a lab for my chem lab. And it was, so it was a smaller group. It wasn't like one of the big open hall lectures. And then the next week, for whatever reason, I was like, I can't go back. Like, if I go back, the, the lab TA is going to want to know why I missed last week. He's going to ask me. It's going to want to know, and he's going to want to know if I did the homework, which I didn't do, and things like that. And because I had missed the class, and I hadn't done the homework, and I hadn't done the lab, and I didn't want anybody to call out or, like, bring to their attention that I had missed it, I, like, legitimately never went back to chemistry. I didn't know that. I was like, I can't go back. And I basically almost failed out of an entire semester, not just because of that class, but because of depression in general and stressing over what I was doing and how I was doing and I wasn't doing well. And I, my attendance got, it got really spotty. And in general, it just really, really wasn't going well. So Uh, At the end, instead of failing out of school, I voluntarily withdrew. But at Berkeley, because of their mental health policies, they say that if you voluntarily withdraw to avoid flunking out of a semester, you have to take a semester off for mental health. It's one of their policies. Oh, nice. So you can withdraw from the semester without without it hurting you, but you have to take the next semester off as a mental health semester. So I came home that year. I was that was the year I turned 20. I came home that year, and a month or two later, I started working at Disneyland, and I met Anna. <laughs> and that's how we And met. I was going to the doctor and seeing a psychiatrist and on to antidepressants, and I was seeing a therapist, and I was working about stress and how to deal with mental health and stress in school and to not always have to be a perfectionist because I can be very, very, very all or nothing. And all or nothing sounds good until you get something like that class where I went from all to nothing. I'm never going back to this class again. Yeah. Because I missed one one lab kind of thing. Yeah. So that is the start of my mental health stress story. Stress story. With stress in school. <laughs> so mine was a little different. I'm not going to get into specifics. Right. But, um, mine also really started... I mean, I was 16 going on 17, so I was probably a junior as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I was a ju- Yeah. Yeah, but you were in college. Well, the junior in high school was, was the first the time I got stress yes. sick. Yeah, AP. But so when I was 16 going on 17, I decided that I had already lived my life and I didn't want to be here anymore. So that was the beginning of my uh, mental health struggle. Something had happened earlier in the year that I don't really speak about and uh it kind of got very overwhelming and I didn't want to deal with it properly so I decided that I no longer wanted to be here and then um thank god I'm still here but uh absolutely yes (laughs) but that was the beginning I started going to therapy and I got on antidepressants I was going to therapists and psychiatrists and um That was one of the reasons why, not one of the reasons why, but that was, I knew that I was heading down a bad road because that was my first time that I ever got an F in like high school. Like it was horrible. And so I knew that it was, I was kind of spiraling. Right. So then, so then that happened. And then my parents were kind of just like, well, just try to be happy and just try to be, 
you know, like, look at the bright side. And it's really hard when you don't really have supportive parents. They didn't really believe in medicine. They didn't really want me to be on antidepressants. Oh, no, absolutely. My dad does not, to this day, believe in depression. And this is going to be round three of Melissa on antidepressants. And he still doesn't believe in depression. Yeah. When I came home from college, he said, maybe if you just tried to talk to one person every day, you would have had friends. Yeah. And I was like, that is not... It's hard. It's definitely hard without the support. I had friends. I was in the marching band. I knew 200 people who would hang out with me. And that doesn't stop you from becoming depressed. Yeah. So. If anything, it puts more pressure on you because you see all of your friends are managing to handle everything just fine. That's what I was going to say. Like, you kind of just see, like, you're kind of just there. For me, it was kind of like I was an outer. Right. Like, like you're looking in through a window. Yes, exactly. And I'm just kind of just going through life. Just going through the motions. Yeah, going through the motions. And, um. So I went on antidepressants and I was on them forever. And then I finally got off of them because I was like, I want to, you know, try to do this on my own, try to see. But then that only lasted a little while. And then I decided that to me, I work best and on antidepressants. Right. So I have been currently on Wellbutrin and Abilify for the past, I don't even know how long. It's been years. I right. don't even remember not taking them at this point. I know that I didn't take them for a while. And I went back on them, but now I, it's just part of my daily, daily life. Daily life. Like take right. them like, take them like vitamins. Absolutely. And that's, and that's totally okay with me. I'm, I'm okay. I go up in dosage and then I'll go down in dosage when I think I'm doing a little bit better. So it's not always the same. Right. But as of late, it kind of did go up. I'm not only entirely sure why. Sometimes it just kind of kicks you in the butt not right. really having a reason to and you just kind of go low and plus so I think that the seasonal depression like just yeah, winters don't help yeah exactly so that's kind of like my my story that's kind of how I got here um but I mean everyone everyone deals with it differently I was I personally am diagnosed as bipolar 2 and depression and I you can probably throw in some anxiety in there as well yeah mine's called like major depression multiple episodes is what I'm formally diagnosed with because after the second round I went into multiple episodes in their database yeah so the first round for me was was when I was 20 I came home for a year I got my shit together I worked at Disneyland I was medicated Went back. Berkeley went great after that. I only stayed on the medication for just about two years. Yeah. And then I dropped back off of it when I was feeling good. I was like, I can handle this. I've got a, I've got everything. Yeah. And I went to therapy. And we had talked about like how to manage things and things yeah. like that. And for the most part, I feel like I don't need antidepressants in my daily life. And I understand that we're all different. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm knocking you. Yeah. But uh, I don't need antidepressants. For everything, I feel like I can stress manage fairly well with what my therapist taught me. Um, he was very, very supportive. Um, but when I was doing my master's thesis, same kind of thing with stress. I was trying to get out of my master's, do my final presentation, get it all wrapped up and finished. And I felt like I couldn't do it on my own. So I went back on antidepressants for another year and a half. Yeah. Um, that year and a half got me... Th- through, finished with my master's degree, 
It got me through the period of unemployment after that, all the way through to the following March when I got hired at the company that I work at now. And then when I was at the company and I was working and I felt like my life was under control, I stopped and dropped the antidepressants again. Yeah. So that's two rounds for me. And I did Prozac both times. Oh, okay. Um, Fluoxetine is the generic name for Prozac. Yeah. I don't know how to, um, I don't know the. Yeah. Well, Butrin is the. Yeah. Whatever they are. Yeah. I don't know what the generic names are. (laughs) So for me, I feel like I can handle my daily stresses and I know how to work my way things through things that are stressful in the kind of this shouldn't be stressing me out therapy kind of way. Yeah. But some things like a master's thesis should stress you out to a certain extent. To a certain, yes, to a certain extent. So I feel like at some point when I hit something where the answer is just, this is a stressful time in my life and there's not a lot that I can change about it. Like I have to get done with my master's. Yeah. Um, it helps me to go back on the antidepressants. And that's how I feel right now with the house hunting. I am talking to my doctor or a doctor about getting back on antidepressants because I feel like this house hunting is really stressing me out and that there's not a lot that I can do to change that stress. Like it's going to be stressful. Yes. Regardless, Mm -hmm. you can't just, I mean, I could just, you know, never house hunt, but that's not healthy. You got to be an adult. You got to move on got to make these major steps in your life and for me it's just that you have to acknowledge that on occasion these major steps are going to stress me out and that I do need to to seek medication in this case yeah I love going to therapy but I'm not very fond of my current therapist because she believes that we should be going to therapy and then stop going to therapy and I think sometimes you just therapy need just needs to be a maintenance appointment. Maintenance, exactly. So it I can talk about what stressed me out yeah. this last month. So yes. that was one thing that I didn't really like that she said. She's like, "We're we're trying to get here where you're where we get to a point where you don't need therapy anymore." Right. And in my head, I'm like, "But I want therapy. I want right. that maintenance. I, I want, want somebody that I can talk to. This is something that's going to be ongoing forever. The rest of my life. Right. Like I need maintenance." And so I've done a few classes. I've taken time off work, like from Disney. I took off like a month, like six weeks or something. I did CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Right. So that was great. It kind of taught you a lot of of techniques, a lot of ways to, to, you know, to deal with things and how to handle emotion and be proactive. And how to realize that things are stressing you. And um, so that was great. I still... Still to this day, that was years ago. That was like maybe five years ago that I did that class. And to this day, you're allowed to do the aftercare therapy sessions, which is which is every Tuesday. And I try to go as much as I can. Sometimes it's really hard because I get off work right at five when it starts. So I either have to make the choice to stay at work, you know, in the parking lot on my phone because it's over the phone right, right now. Like it's, it's um, right. video. And uh, sometimes I just want to get home, you know, like just, right. I just don't want to deal with it. So then I haven't been going for a little while, but it's one of those things that it's just kind of nice to, to have an outlet every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something that I know that I can right. go, always go. And it is held by my, by my therapist and another therapist, but be, because we're in a group setting, I 
I like her a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, you know, obviously, okay, like I have every six months, I have checkups with my psychiatrist and he asks me, and then that's when we decided how like, medications how are going, medication right. is going and if I need to go up or down. So that's good. Uh, that's that appointment is probably going to be coming up soon now. But yeah, it's it's been a daily thing. I know I've taken it for a while. Melissa doesn't. Everyone is a little bit different. I feel like if I don't go on it, I my mood is right. Not it's low. Yeah, it's really low. And it, the only thing about not that I love that I'm bipolar, but sometimes <laughs> the manic days are the nice. manic days are really nice, and it's. It's bittersweet. No, not bittersweet. What is it? Like two sides to the sword? How did, Bittersweet's the, a good one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But like I've gotten a lot done on my manic like stages. Yes, right. yes. like I've lost the most weight. I was running on, I was doing school. I was doing work. I was working out twice a day and I like lost the most weight and I was so focused. And now these days, like all I want to do is just sleep and I'm trying to be as proactive as I can, but it's just really hard. Well, and with the pandemic and everything, that yeah. really negatively affected a lot of people's yeah. mental health. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. And social anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... So on top of the house hunting stress, I would just like to say that the mental health, like healthcare industry, really needs to make their services more accessible. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. I had to make 18 different phone calls to get my appointment for next week. 18 phone calls. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's a ridiculous... I would start making tally notes. on. My, I was doing this for, at work from my desk. I started making tally notes on a post-it note. Like, yeah. how many phone calls is this going to take? Mm-hmm. And when you are depressed, you don't want to be on hold for seven hours and we'll call you yeah. back. Or you don't want to be, like, shuttled around somewhere between... Phone call three and phone call four, I was like, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I should just, maybe I should just not go back on antidepressants. But I had to make so many different phone calls. And even then they're like, yeah, you can get an appointment, you know, two weeks out. And I feel like that is not, I mean, I understand maybe when you're making the second appointment or the third appointment or the 18th appointment, but like when people go to their healthcare provider and they're like, I'm ready. Now is the time. Yeah. When you can acknowledge that you're episode one, uh, you know, yeah. like, right. The first, the first time, you know what they say? The, the first part of getting better or healing is, is admitting you have a problem. Yes. Yeah. So when people are ready to take that first step, they you really just need to make obstacles. it a little, yeah. Like they need to make not, it a little easier. It's not as appealing and you just, and you just rather, not even deal with it the stress alone of you like telling me you had to go through that like I would not I would give up yeah and and that's the problem I really considered it but I was having a good day and I was like I'm (laughs) gonna I was like my energy is good today I'm making these phone calls I don't care how many it takes somebody has to know the right phone number yeah (laughs) and then the next day I was like damn I was having a good day yesterday (laughs) seriously to go through all that that is, but I mean, at least you yeah. did it. You got it. You got your appointment. I did. And now I just need to remember that I have an appointment. I just <laughs> remember. I'm going to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, 
I realized that, you know, my, my family, although they probably will not admit it and they're not diagnosed, I know that it runs in my family. Right. Well, it runs in most people's families. Yeah. Yes. So, it absolutely runs in mine and mine is diagnosed in my family. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I know that my mom, they didn't believe in it at first, but I think seeing some other cousins go through, you know, because I, I have a cousin who is out of work or she was out of work for a while for stress as well because of she was working nights and a lot and just overworked. Oh, and never getting any vitamin D if exactly, you're working every night. Yeah. yeah. So dealing with that and acknowledging other people's and knowing that the, you know, it, it does run in the family and someone other than me has it and it's real. I think they, you know, they're my parents, they are very understanding now and they support me being on meds. And it's kind of just one of those things that just, they had to warm up to and see like, okay, she actually is better. Although at first it's like, oh, well, you're better now, so you don't need it. But it's kind of right. like, I'm better because I'm on it. You know what I mean? And yes. like, it's just, but now it's a part of me. I, I just accept it. It's, I mean, I'm not, it doesn't hinder me from doing anything, but it's very, I, something you always I have, have to, to think be, about it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Always got to be careful. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's like any other, I don't want to say disease, but any, any other, other medical health, condition. Any, yeah, exactly. Any other medical condition that you just, you just have to, at the end of the day, take care of because our brains are just as important as any other part of our body. Yeah. If not the most, well, no, the heart, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but the, <laughs> Brains I, are equally, pretty high up there. <laughs> equally as important. And it should be something that's not such a stigma and we should be able to talk about it and we should be able to just, just, yeah, just talk about it. Yep. Moving on to our guilty pleasure segment this week, since we are having our mental health episode, we are going to go through a list of 25 quick ways to reduce stress. And we're going to kind of talk about uh, self-care is a guilty pleasure, reducing stress is a guilty pleasure, and different ways that you could do it and different ways that we're going to try to incorporate into our schedule this week and see if it helps. Yeah, or things that we already try do. to do. Yeah. Try to do, exactly. <laughs> try, keyword. Sometimes I try for like, you know, eight of the things on this list every week, but I only do one and a half of them and then no. maybe I should just be doing more. <laughs> so the first quick way to reduce stress is to breathe. Um, it says slow, deep breaths can help lower your blood pressure and heart rate. And both of those will also help with stress. And then it talks about some kind of yoga method for breathing that involves breathing through one nostril at a time. And I would just like to say that before this episode, Anna and I tried this and I'm not certain that it is helpful at all in terms of stress relief. At least to us. It gave <laughs> it, me more stress trying to gotta, figure out, like I got to switch nostrils. Switch nostrils, right. <laughs> like block one nostril and breathe in and out slowly and then block the other nostril and breathe from the other side. Yeah. And then go back and forth. And it says go back and forth up to 121 times. And that does not sound stress relieving at all. No, not. That sounds Breathing like. Breathing has been one of those things where I don't associate it with relaxing. Like just one deep breath maybe. 
But in general, like when I do uh, those calm apps or, you know, things like that, or I used to go to a stress where we worked on our breathing and things, like I just focus too hard on the breathing that I can't like. I feel like sometimes I can, especially when I'm breathing through my mouth, but I'm not, I'm definitely a mouth breather. I'm not a big breathing through the nose kind of person. Mm -hmm. So with something like this, where it's breathe through one nostril at a time, I just like feel like I have a stuffy nose. Yeah. No, like, that, that makes sense. It's just that. And then that does not make me feel less stressed, right? Yeah. Um, I do sometimes do deep breathing or slow breathing when I'm trying to fall asleep at night, though. Yeah, I, I, I try and it's just not for me. So the second piece of advice it has is to listen to music, especially, I would say, listen to happy music. Like, yeah. I have... A playlist that I call the Bad Day Bad Day playlist. Oh, that's and good. it starts with the song Bad Day by Daniel, whatever his last name is. Powder, yeah. Powder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so you've had a bad day? So you've had? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I try, you got to have a happy playlist though. Like I have a different playlist. That's my, I'm feeling really depressed and I want to encourage it playlist. <laughs> that is not the playlist to play when you're trying to not be depressed. Yeah. Although. Happy playlist. Although that second playlist it It has its time it has its time it really does yeah sometimes you just want to wallow for a couple of minutes before you go back to being happy yes exactly and that is also a healthy thing to do Mm -hmm. both the playlists that playlist second one by the way is called stupid girl it starts with the song stupid girl (laughs) gotta have all the lyrics have to match (laughs) gotta gotta work on your playlists people yeah So number three says, take a quick walk. It says when you're feeling overwhelmed or having trouble concentrating, go for a quick stroll around the block. Um, You'll get the benefits of alone time, some physical activity, and a few minutes to gather your thoughts. And I will say that I have been practicing this one lately. When I've been getting stressed at work during the workday, I have been lately getting up, going outside the building, and doing a lap around the building or two. And I would just like to add to this that we work in a huge building like, it's a solid quarter mile to go around. It's like walking around a track. Yeah. But I do like that. When I go outside and do a quick lap around the building, it really does help me reset in just like a minute or two and then get back to work feeling a little less stressed. Yeah. Or a little more alert. I definitely need to work on that one. I feel like I do just enough to walk the dogs, but I need to and do that's better. that's about it? Yeah, I need to do better. The next one is uh, Find the Sun. So basically get your vitamin D. Uh, That's also one that I need to work on. I hate the sun. Right. (laughs) No, I don't hate it. It hates me. But it's like, (laughs) it hates you because, yeah. Sunburn. But it, I sweat easily from my face. And so like when I'm out, I hate like sweating just from my face. Have you ever looked into getting one of those depression lamps? No. I've looked into it. And if I move, I might get one now that I'm in a new space. Yeah. They legitimately make like, you know how like lizards and stuff have like heat lamps and sun lamps? Yeah, yeah. They make depression lamps for humans that if you put the light inside your uh, house and set up that lamp, it gives you like the vitamin D. It gives you all of the wavelengths of light that the sun gives you. Oh, okay. It's like specially formatted. I might it's a, look into that. It's a depression lamp. It's the, <laughs> it's the heat lamp. Pretend you're a lizard and you're li- living in a little terrarium of an apartment. Yeah. No, that would be ideal because, 
But no, but sometimes it does feel good to just lay in the sun for like a little while. So, but weather's been crazy lately. So it really has. It's just one of those things. Number five is to give yourself a hand massage. Add some lotion and knead your hands, especially the muscle under the thumb, will help relieve stress. Yeah. Intention. And then the next one is to count backwards. So you can start at 10 and then kind of just work your way down. And um, this is something that I try to do when I'm sleeping, like when I'm about to sleep. But I go, I mean, I go up, obviously, but... Um, oh, no, I do count backwards when I'm trying to sleep because thinking about it and which number comes next helps you fall asleep. But I can't start at 10 for that. I start at like 999 <laughs> Yeah, to count down to go to sleep. No. Because when you're at like 953, like your brain has turned off everything except that 952 is the next number. Yeah, no, I got to start much higher than 10 is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why I start with one and go up because I I can't like, but if you're just like in the moment and just need a quick like calm down, right? Calm down, then you can start at 10 and then work your way down. Exactly. Yeah. Number seven says to just stand up and take a quick stretch, stretch out those shoulders, stretch out that back, stretch out your waist. A quick stretch can relieve muscle tension and help you relax. Um, and it says if you don't even want to stand up, do a quick shoulder roll in both directions or a chest opening stretch while you're still sitting in your desk chair. As we do that right now. <laughs> yeah, it feels great. We should do it more often. Yeah, we should. <laughs> and the next one is rub your feet over a golf ball. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't have to be a golf ball, but... It's probably because it's hard, right? Yeah. yeah. And the right size. It and says right basically size. give yourself a little bit of a foot massage, kind of like the one a couple before that was give yourself a hand massage. Yeah. You're just trying to attack the parts of your body that carry mm-hmm. a lot of tension. I like, I, I don't know if it's on this list, but like the roller, the muscle roller too. Oh, like a foam roller? Yeah, the foam rollers. Oh, those, those. Help really, you relieve tension? A little bit, yeah. I mean, sometimes no, because I'm sore and like it hurts. But other times, yes. So number nine is just to close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Keep them closed for a minute. Shut out the visual distractions around you. And it's an easy way to help you regain some internal calm. Yeah. The next one is squeeze a stress ball, which I don't know what happened to my stress balls, but I used to have a bunch and um, they, they work for me. They just keep my hands busy where I'm not like my anxiety just does goes away I guess they also help with like your hand grip strength and keeping which is keeping your hands strong um, and exercise so you can open those pickle jars not that I've like been diagnosed or anything but I have like tendonitis or some carpal tunnel or some something on my wrists and so that that you know will help because I sometimes it hurts to open and close my Number 11 says, try some progressive relaxation where you tense all the muscles in your body, like squeeze everything up and together, and then release all of that tension to help relax the muscles that you didn't realize you were already holding tense. Yeah. That's one of the things they teach you in um, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, because it's one of the the, uh, days, one of the lessons. Nice. Yeah. 
The next one is to be alone. So five minutes of alone time can help you collect your thoughts and clear your head. I'm alone a lot, I feel like. So this Yeah, I kinda need the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So in this one, but I can I get can out see, of my head, yeah. I can see how being alone for just a little well, bit. Well, certain types of stress, yeah. especially if you're in a place that's noisy and a lot of people and that's stressing you out. Yeah. You, but yeah, for the most part, with the, the depression side of stress, I feel like I do spend a lot of time alone already. Yeah. Number 13 is to get organized. It says clutter around you. And messy spaces could be contributing to your stress. Take a few minutes to reorganize. And they are just so precious thinking that a few minutes could clean up my mess. <laughs> yeah. I know. As Take I a few like, days. As you're reading. Take I know. a few <laughs> days to reorganize. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I, it, honestly, it does help. It really does. I Absolutely. Yes. Because my place does get messier as I get more depressed, but mm -hmm. it's just not as easy to like, just say, take a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I need somebody to come over and like yell at me for 48 hours and then the place, <laughs> then the place might be perfect. Yes. Yes. So the next one is to do some yoga, you know, do a couple of the poses. What does it say? Gives a good body, a good stretch and helps create peace of mind. Yeah, I did take a yoga class in college. It is not relaxing. And it, yeah, I I prefer Pilates, but that's not what that's for. I was going to say for relaxing, maybe some Tai Chi. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like yoga moves too quickly for me For in terms of relaxing. Yeah. Like they're, they're still doing all the repetitions like every, you know, eight count of beats and I'm like can we just take this a little slower mm -hmm. and I'm just not flexible enough so not being flexible yeah. enough to do yoga stresses me out exactly I agree I agree with <laughs> that number 15 is to eat some chocolate it says just a square <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> which is the hard part because let's say that I eat a lot of chocolate I love chocolate just about a square can help regulate levels of your stress hormones and stabilize your metabolism yeah. The next one is to meditate. So five minutes of peace is all it takes to reap the benefits of meditation. So yeah, I, this is something that I, I, I try to do. I don't. But. I really don't. I can't get out of my head enough to do it. Yeah. Too so, many thoughts. Too many. Yeah, it's exactly. Too many thoughts. But it's something that I try. It just, I can't succeed at this one. Number 17 is to cuddle with a pet. And yes. I will say that that is my favorite form of therapy is my cats. Yeah, Absolutely. You get home, you pick them up, they're happy, they're purring. It just makes you feel so much better at the end of a long day. Yes. And the next one is, number 18, is to chew gum. So a stick of gum is a surprisingly quick and easy way to beat stress. So it doesn't matter the flavor, apparently. But it does reduce anxiety and lower cortisol, cortisol, lev cortisol yeah. levels. Nice. Yeah. That's good to know, actually. I should go buy, like, a case of gum at Costco next time I'm there. <laughs> we can work on that. Yeah. Then my dentist will yell at me. <laughs> what have you been doing? Number 19, sip some green tea. Green tea is a good source of chemicals that help relieve anger, 
And I will say that I do drink a lot of tea at work, but I don't currently have any green tea stashed there. So maybe I should just reorganize my tea uh, collection. When I used to drink tea. I used to drink a lot of green tea. Just yeah. make it at home. Right. And uh, But I would do iced. Like, I don't like... I'm not a big It's fan all about of hot tea. I know. It should... Yeah, but <laughs> I just... I would make like... I would make it and then I would put it in, you know, a water jug thing. Right. And then um, put it in, in there and I would just drink it like that. Number yeah. 20 says to laugh. That laughing is one of the sillier ways to beat stress. Um, so so watch something funny. Go watch something funny. That It'll pick you up. Yes. The next one is to dip, oh, drip cold water on your wrists, which I've never heard of this one, but I guess drop some cold water on your wrist and behind your Ears. ear lobes. But yeah. nobody's, nobody's sticking their head under the faucet, let's be honest. Yeah. But it does say that because all the major arteries are right underneath the skin on your wrists, if you cool those areas, it can help cool and calm the whole body. Yeah. Like if you're like if you're the kind of person that gets overheated or sweats a lot when you're stressed, and let's just say I'm a sweater. I'm me too. <laughs> so it says that it can help cool you down and calm the whole body. Number twenty-two says create a zen zone. Make or find a space in your house or in your office or in your life that's completely free of stress, and you can just go there to that chair or to that corner or to that room and relax. Um, until the tension dissipates and try to never take your stress to that. I mean, like have it be a place where that's stress-free. Yeah. And the next one, number 23, is to write it down. So I've never been a big fan of journaling, but I've been a big fan of writing like unsent letters if somebody is causing me to feel some type of way. And um, also just writing things down when I'm stressed, making lists and things like that but journaling like it kind of tells you recommends i've never been a fan of I journaling had nosy flipping parents and a nosy brother like <laughs> i never once in my life considered writing down anything on paper because yeah. i had no faith that it wouldn't be read by everybody else in the household yeah um the next one is to eat some honey it says that a spoonful of honey is a natural antibiotic and it reduces inflammation in the body and the brain, meaning it helps de fight depression and anxiety. Hmm. So, got to try a little bit of honey in that green yeah. tea. Yeah, that'd be good. Be good to mix the both. Right. I don't know if you can hear me. My cat <laughs> just jumped on our laps, and we is, do have a guest. We have a guest, <laughs> and she's adorable because she's cuddling, and we're stressed right now, so it helps. And the last one is to talk to a friend, which is always a good thing in my opinion it um, is i have um like my cousin with my cousin maria we um we always kind of ask if we have the mental space to you know to hear to unload to, yeah so she'll ask me um you know are you in a in a space where you can listen to me and my problems and then uh, we, we go from there right and there's no obviously there's no hard feelings if we can't because we both know that um right you don't want to overload each exactly, other exactly exactly so i think it's important to have that kind of a friend as well and then i do have certain friends that i talk to about certain things that yeah i'd just, say that i compartmentalize like there's different people that i go to for talking about different things yeah so that's always a good one it is 
So those are all the ways that you should try to reduce your stress this week or in life in general. And we certainly will be trying to mm-hmm. as our guilty pleasure. I don't know about everything, but like I said, some green Something. tea with some honey. Yes. I'll try some cold water on the wrists, like go wash your hands in cold water. Yeah. I'll work on the walking for sure. Right. Absolutely. Getting some sun, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. I think a, little, a, a few of them overlap, so they do. it's good. And last but not least, we move on to good vibes. And today we just want to take the time to throw out good vibes to everyone uh, so that, you know, good mental health all around for us so that we can, you know, be less stressful. And um, what else, Melissa? And for all of you guys, too, we hope that you guys aren't stressed, that we make it through this springtime and into the summer. Summer's always a less depressed time of year just because of the sun like honestly yeah (laughs) yep and we just wish the best for everybody exactly and we will see you next Next time. time If you're enjoying our podcast, please like and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday. For bonus features, videos, extra content, and to keep us ad-free, please support us on Patreon. For throwback photos and a sneak peek behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at the Dirty on 30 And if you have any recommendations for our Guilty Pleasures or Born in the 90s segments, shoot us an email at thedirtyon30 at gmail.com. Stay safe. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.